0: Praise the Lord. God asked me to share this morning, and uh, it's my delight to be able to share with you. You know, when I when I do share, usually it's in in a in a village somewhere with the dirt floor. So I'm kind of readjusting a little bit right here. It's not, you know, um, not having not been sharing and pastoring and the local church for a little while, so just bear with me here. Amen. Praise the Lord. You're a good looking group this morning. Look at somebody and tell them, you sure do look good today. Amen. Now you're going to have to work with me here. Okay. Did you, who, who all did you look, did you look at one or two people? Did you look at anybody and tell them, you, you know, Elizabeth, you're a fine, just dressed, you're just so nice this morning. Amen. God bless you, Elizabeth. Praise the Lord. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Amen. Well, you know what? We're about to close out another year. Isn't that amazing? 2023 is blown by. Amen. And of course, in the last of the year, November, December contains two of the, of the most celebrated days of the year for us, at least of the most, you know, not necessarily, we're not trying to ignore Easter here, but Thanksgiving and Christmas. November, Thanksgiving time when we have a moment to stop and give our gratitude to the Lord and all of His goodness and the mercy that He has for us and celebrate with our families, you know, and it's just a love time. Praise the Lord. I love Thanksgiving time. And then we get to uh to, November, to December here and immediately after Thanksgiving we start preparing we get ready for Christmas you know because the big day's coming the 25th of the month is about to arrive and we start thinking Christmas and uh, thinking the gifts you got to buy wrapping your presents you know decorating your trees hauling out all the Christmas stuff I don't know about, about you but I, I declare that somehow those boxes are heavier this year than they were last year for all that Christmas stuff Monica has me drag out so son I think next year maybe you should come drag it all out for your mother how about that <laughs> you come help her I think she'd appreciate that I know your dad would amen <laughs> But here we are, even at church, you know, preparation, preparation, we're pre- preparing for a, for a celebration. Preparation for the celebration, here at church even, you know, trees go up, lights go on, decorations come out, you know, nativity scenes start, the scenes start going up everywhere and, you know, I mean, we don't do this all the time of the year, it'd be a little odd, wouldn't it, it'd be strange. We do it for, a season for a time, uh, an appointed time. You know, something that's coming up. We're we're preparing for the celebration. Amen. Preparing for the celebration. We're preparing, you know, for our, our, even ourselves. And so we we go through all the the physical things. We're changing even not only just our mind and our thinking, but we're changing our environment, the way things look. You know. Everything in, you know about the human, the human being is you know we, we change things according to the time and the season uh, that that it is, and we sold the lights, the garland, and everything. Uh, even Miss Deb a poinsettia once in a while. You know, uh, I haven't seen any, but I I think maybe, you know. No, Debbie doesn't like poinsettias, by the way. But. In case you didn't know, so uh, we don't have any, so. <laughs> Did y'all know Debbie runs everything around here, you know? Amen. Amen. No other, but there's no, no other time like it, no other time like, like Christmas time. And of course, as a Christian, a believer in Christ, a follower in Christ, our focus and our reason for the celebration is somewhat different than that of our, you know, our secular community and our friends, many of our friends who are not followers of the Lord. Our focus is, is different. Our focus is not necessarily on, you know, if you're in business, not just on sales and making money and parties and preparing and all that kind of stuff, but our, our focus is not just as another holiday, So we we stay with the Merry Christmas thing, you know, and not just happy holidays. It is a happy holiday, but it's also a a Christmas time, a Christ mass. Hallelujah. We're preparing for something important. And uh, there's something to me that's sacred about the preparation. It's a sacredness about it. I suppose it has to do all, you know, totally with the Christian perspective because that, to me, is the reason for this thing anyway. That's the reason we have a whole month of preparation. Can you imagine a whole month for one event, for something on the one day that we're going to say, you know, whoopee, praise the Lord, et cetera, et cetera. No, but we are preparing for an event. And, you know, growing up, I grew up in a Pentecostal home. Uh, we, we didn't know about Advent but you start hearing you know the pastors, Pastor Scott's been talking, Pastor Son here's been talking about Advent and we didn't, talk, we didn't know about that, that word so much but we didn't even know we were participating but we were you know and all everything was designed around a time of preparing preparation. I know even at our home Uh, everything changes at the house. I came in uh, the other day and it was was already dark and Monica had uh, you know, had just the Christmas lights on and all that stuff and I thought wow, isn't that just amazing? Everything. The whole environment of the house changes. The colors change. The whatnots change, you know. The candle colors change. There's a tree up. Uh, Lights are on, you know. Nativity seats are out because we're preparing, preparing for a celebration. And what it is is we're preparing for the celebration of the first coming. The first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, when God the Son, set aside his divine being, his 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 nature, his his dwelling, he set it aside and he God said I provided for him a body and he took on human flesh, came to this earth praise the Lord, lived a sinless life so he could become a sinless sacrifice not for himself come on now, not for himself but for you he did it for you 100% totally for you and so of course you know the physical is one part but we add to that during this time of preparation, we add special times of prayer, we add times of special worship, and I think, uh, may I encourage you to, special times of meditation. You just meditate. Meditate on what? Meditate on, on the, the realization, the, the, the revelation, the, what is this that we're, we're celebrating, what does this mean to you that Jesus came? What does it mean to you that, you know, 2,000 years ago he came? It's, it's, it's got to be a meaning. If there's no reason for this, then there's, why should we be doing it? If there's no reason for the day, it's just a hollow day. And I kind of spell it different. It's hollow day. It's just a hollow day. Amen. It's just a hollow day. It doesn't really, it really doesn't have the meaning Amen. So, if I don't appreciate the reason for the day, why am I doing this? But the fact of Messiah's coming is to all of us, every one of us here today, whether you're a follower of the Lord or you're not a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. But it is a, it is the physical, uh, 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 an introduction to us of a revelation of God's plan. To reconcile man back to himself. This is what it's all about. It's it's the beginning. It's not the end of the thing with Jesus. It's the beginning of this remarkable revelation that God had to reconcile us back to himself. To erase the sin that had us totally bound, imprisoned as it were. in In a condition that we couldn't help. And so this first coming the advent of his first coming to initiate the pathway that we could take in order for us to get ready for something else get ready for what? for a second coming gonna have a second coming it's all about really pointing to a future event that hasn't even happened yet but it is to remind us that preparation in our lives should be focused on something that's going to happen in the future. Jesus is coming again, folks. Yeah. He's coming again. And we have to be ready for that. You got to be ready for that. The first coming will have no consequence to you Unless you're ready for the second coming. That's right. It has no consequence to you. It's just a hollow day. It's a hollow event. Amen. It's kind of funny at Christmas time. we in our conversation, we, we ask each other, I don't know how many times I've been asked and how many times I've asked others, are, are you ready for Christmas yet? Are you ready for Christmas yet? Are you ready? Are you ready? And usually, usually, we answer no. <laughs> because we're considering on the physical, natural side. That's what we're looking at. We're, we, we, we In our minds, we're taking on all the the duties that you know we're just thinking about, like, oh, no, I haven't, I haven't bought all my gifts yet. I haven't, I have wrapped everything. I haven't finished. You know, the yard still has lights to put. We, da 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 da. We got all that stuff, you know. Well, no, but perhaps, perhaps we should consider the other part too. Are you ready? Are you ready for Christmas? Are you ready for that day? Preparation, Advent, looking forward to. You know, when you when you attach the word Advent to a season, it's not just just the coming, but it's preparation to celebrate the coming, Amen. the coming of something, the coming of Christ, Amen. And that's what this is all about to me, and, and I, I and I hope it is to you. So perhaps what we should do is also put into our thinking and our thinking here that we're not just preparing for the first the celebration of the, of the first coming, but What about the second coming? What about the second coming? Maybe we should put in our thinking, are we ready for the second coming? Amen. Look at somebody and say, are you ready? ready. Come on now. Are you ready? ready. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Are you ready? I remember one time I was, we we were having a, I think it was a Holy Spirit conference and Dr. Barkley was our guest speaker. And we'd been having some, Couple of good already services, and this particular night—I don't remember if it was Friday night or Saturday night—but it was kind of toward the close of the, toward the ending of the of the sessions there. And uh, I mean, it was just one of those times when, from the first note of worship, I mean, the Holy Spirit just filled the place. I mean, everybody—it was just one of those goosebump nights, you know. Some of you know what I'm talking about, but it's just like you just sensed the, the power of the Lord was here. It's just beautiful, and and I uh, we'd only sung two or three, I don't know, four songs, but I, I just sensed in here the Lord was just leading. Okay, now's the time. Don't wait any longer. Just you know, tell Doctor Barkley, you know, it's time, can are you, you know, give him the service. You know what I'm saying? Give, give him the service. And I looked at him. I punched him. I said, Doc. I said are are you ready? Are you ready to take the service? He looked at me kind of weird, had a puzzled look on his face and he said, he said Albert, I'm always ready. And I thought to myself that was a stupid question to ask this man. I'm always ready. I'm always ready always stuck with me I don't know why I'll never forget that but it, I'm always ready kind of you know here's a man that pre- preached almost every night of the week somewhere someplace you know and I'm asking him is he ready he's in yeah he says, I'm always ready so he stays ready that's my point let's stay ready stay ready stay ready in Jesus name amen so I, I after this shortly after uh, Pastor Son asked me here to share this morning, I knew inside that the Lord wanted me to just talk about the coming of Christ, but not just of the first coming and the impact that that first coming had on humanity, but also to look at another advent that's that is coming to look at an advent that we've not experienced yet in any way to remind us to really remind us as a church that Jesus is coming back Jesus you say well pastor that's just just, you know that's so far out there that's just kind of weird the first coming was pretty weird too can I just say that amen well what about the second coming for as surely as he came the first time the Lord will be coming again amen and I just uh, have this stirring in me that we should and according to the scriptures that we should be as excited and expectant and in preparation as much for the second coming as we are now in this season of the first coming you know in our churches we don't we don't preach a lot we don't have a lot of sermons on the second coming or the second advent but the doctrine of the second coming of Christ is, is a core doctrine of the, of the Christian faith I mean it's a central theme of the Christian faith but uh, you know uh, it, it, it's, so, it's, uh, it's so miraculous to talk about it until I think sometimes we just kind of like yeah I believe it but let me just pass over it I mean when you stop and think for a minute Jesus is coming Jesus he, he lived 2,000 years ago he was God before he ever got here he's God now Amen. never has stopped being God but now you're saying to me you're saying to me this man is coming back again he is. that's a little far out there isn't it I mean you're out, you're out pretty far on the limb You might even be considered weird, a little, a little strange, but the first coming, you do believe that, and I tell you, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that believe in the first coming, you know, that was a little strange too, to have a man or a baby born of a, of a virgin, how many times have you heard that happening? (laughs) One One time. One time, right? Of a virgin. Come, lives a sinless life, born a sinless uh, person, uh, a being, lives a sinless life. How many times have you had that happen? Amen. Hallelujah. Dies on a cross for somebody else. And uh, raises from the dead. Amen. Pretty weird, amen. But he raises in righteousness, so that he could pay for your righteousness. It's pretty strange, isn't it? The second coming is not sounding near as strange as if, as it did before, amen. After I begin to consider what history has already shown us has happened, can I have an amen? amen. You know, uh, I think it was last Sunday. Son, after, right after worship service, the Holy Spirit uh, had you read from the book of Mark. Do you remember that? He had you read from the book of Mark. You say, I wonder where this, 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 this theology, this doctrine of the second coming of Christ, where did that come from? Would you be surprised to know that it came from Jesus himself? Jesus himself, Jesus himself. It wasn't a concoction of the apostles. Jesus himself. Last Sunday, right after worship, the Holy Spirit had got to read this out of Mark chapter 13. I'll read just a part of it. But Jesus said this. They'd ask him, when's all this, this stuff going to happen? When's the end of time? When are you coming again? And he said this, in those days after the tribulation, the sun's going to be darkened. The moon's not going to give off. light. It's going to be so such an upheaval, you know. And the stars of heaven are going to fall. I mean, the celestial beings are even going to be shaken. You know, can you just imagine this? It says, and then the Son of Man is coming in the clouds. You're going to see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and great glory. And then he's going to send his angels. They'll gather together his elect from the four winds, from the farthest part of the earth to the farthest part of heaven. So all of those who have, who have, who have the Lord in their heart, all of those, his chosen, the Jews and everyone, all of them, He's going to raise them all up together. Glory be to God forever. Sounds pretty good to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 32. But of that day and the hour nobody knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. And because of that, he says, you take heed. Take heed. That's what we're doing today. We're just getting ourselves ready. We're preparing. And watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. It's like a man going to a far country. He left his house and he gave authority to his servants to keep into each one of them. He gave a work. That's us. And he commanded the doorkeeper to watch. He said, watch therefore. Watch therefore. Who's, Who's saying all this? Jesus. This is where the doctrine comes from. Watch therefore. For you do not know when the master of the house is coming, maybe evening or midnight at the crowing of the rooster in the morning, lest suddenly, or coming suddenly he finds you sleeping. Now watch this. And what I say to you, I say to everyone, that includes us, watch. Watch. Stay alert. Be cautious. Be vigilant. Be vigilant. So I just thought, you know, uh, we should remind ourselves, remind ourselves that this celebration of the first coming, about the sex, second coming, then the writers of of the New Testament the apostles they picked up on the doctrine and they believed the doctrine and they believed his word he's coming again and they begin to talk about it and they taught it and they and they preached it and they wrote it in the letters that they wrote to the churches about Jesus is is coming again you know they taught the first coming the first coming Jesus has come he's Messiah has come be saved be reconciled to God he as, as, as a loving father and a loving Savior and Just know that that's not the end of the Christian story. It's only the beginning. Christmas is just the beginning. Can I have an amen? Amen. In other words, he's coming again and we are to be ready. Be ready. Praise the Lord. Now, I thought, well, maybe we should just look at some of the scriptures and see that this is in the Bible. This This is it. And so I just pulled out a few of them. The Apostle Paul in Philippians 4, they'll probably put these up on the board for you. Just follow along with them. Look what it says here. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. He says, always be full of joy in the Lord. Say it again, rejoice. King James, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let everyone see. That you're considered in all that you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Can you imagine? They, they, they expected him back 2,000 years ago. That he could come any time. James says, dear brothers and sisters, be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. Be patient. Consider that the farmer, consider the farmer who patiently waits for the rains in the fall and the spring. They eagerly look for the valuable harvest to ripen. You too must be patient. Take courage. Take courage for the coming of the Lord is near. Peter wrote in third, uh, 2 Peter 3, chapter 3, said the Lord isn't, he really isn't being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he's just being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent, for the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief. John wrote in Revelation 1-7, Behold, he's coming with the clouds. Every eye is going to see him. Even those who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Luke wrote in Acts chapter 1 in verse 11, he said, Men of Galilee, Jesus had just ascended. He just ascended. What a miracle. What if you're standing there talking to somebody and there they go kind of supernatural in him and then he, he an angel appears and he says men of Galilee why are you standing here staring at the sky Jesus who has gone away to heaven and someday just as he went he will return somebody say with me he will return, he will return. now say are you ready are you ready, are you ready? I'm going to be ready hallelujah hallelujah So while we're preparing for this celebration, you know, let's prepare also for this this second coming. Here's a good scripture, Luke chapter 12, verse 37 says, There's going to be great joy for those who are ready and waiting for his return. He himself will seat them and put on a waiter's uniform and will serve them as they sit and eat. Hallelujah. Actually, there's two appearings. There's only one return. The rapture isn't appearing and he's going to catch us all up. If you're ready for that, amen. we go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, but that is another sermon which I won't get into today. Are you ready? Are you prepared? In Luke 21, Jesus says this, and when those things begin to take place, look up, raise your head. I'm telling you, this world's a mess. I, I look... And i see, say, man, they got a war here, got a war there. Another one breaking out there, another one there. The government, I hadn't figured out yet what they're doing. Uh, I don't know that they know what they're doing yet. I mean, you know, really, we just kind of scratch our head and wind our watch. But Jesus said, look, when all this stuff starts happening, yes, come on. Come on now. Yes. Don't, don't be afraid. Don't get all weirded out. Okay. Look up. Just begin to look up. Raise up your head. Get your chin. Get your chin back up. Get the smile back on your face. Amen. Because because something good's going to be happening pretty soon. Hallelujah. You know what's going to happen? Because listen, your redemption. Jesus said, Jesus said, your redemption, your redemption is drawing nigh. Hallelujah. It's coming. It's coming. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. I said, "Well, Brother Albert Tester, you know, how do I live expectant every day? How do I get just in this watching, waiting, ready?" Yet all the while, you you know, there's a ditch. There's a ditch always on both sides of the road, right? You can ignore that he's coming, or or you get the ditch that he's coming, and and you can get obsessed with it. And all you do is, you know, worry about, you know, be a job. He worried every day that his kids weren't going to make it. And da 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 da. There's a ditch everywhere. But how do I do this? And how do I? How do I? How do I be watchful? And do what the apostles are writing to us here and not, not, be, not be worried about. How do I stay in, in faith that today could be the day? How do I have that inside me, you know, that zeal inside me, but, you know, get, get to worrying, oh, you know, he's coming today, he's coming today. I read one person put it and I thought it, it, it's a good comparison. And they, they said this, they were saying about keeping the balance. They said, well, I'll just live uh, being ready for Jesus, much like I think about just living my natural life. And in that, what he was saying, every day, every day I live knowing that death is inevitable. Amen. It's going to happen, you know. It's, uh, death rate's 100%. And it hasn't changed in all of humanity, you know. So, so I, I just live this way. I know it's, but I don't worry about it. I don't get all weirded out about it and worry, oh my God, you know, I'm alive today, but I could die any time. You know, I, I might die tomorrow. I might, die, I, I might get all anxious about it. And I just live today. Just do today. Prepare today. Do what I should be doing today. And 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 stay ready for when that day comes. I'm already ready. I do everything I could do in the in the natural. I take care of myself. I, I take care of the Word. I live, you know, like a believer. And I, and I keep in focus. The priority, the priority is kingdom life. That's hard to do in this natural world that we live in, but it's... It's the way we're supposed to live. And thats way that Jesus said, "Seek first the kingdom of God. I know you've got all these things that you need. I know that. That's right. But seek, seek the kingdom in yes. His righteousness, the right way of, of, of the right way that's been laid out by the word. Seek it that way. And all this other stuff will be added to you, He said. So I thought, you know what? That, that's a pretty, pretty good advice. We don't get all hung up on. I'm not really hung up on. I'm going to die. I know I am. I'm 74 years old. Closer than I was a few years ago. But I'm not worried about it. No. And because of Jesus, I'm not even afraid of it. Right. No, okay. Hallelujah. Know. Somebody said to me today, well, what's the worst that could happen? I just go to be with him. <laughs> so anyway, now Monica may not agree with me, but... Uh, Y'all don't tell her I said that. (laughs) Amen. See, you just take care of things. You just take care of things. Jesus said it this way about living with his coming in mind. Stay with me. I'm almost finished. He said this in Luke 21, verse 34. I'm reading from the message translation. He said, be on guard. Okay? Come on, believers. This 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 is for you. Be on guard. Don't let the sharp edge of your expectation get dulled by parties, entertainment, drinking, looking for this world's solution to all your problems, happiness, you know, joy, and shopping. Where's Stephanie Lindsay? (laughs) Love you, Stephanie. Don't let the sharp edge of your expectation get dulled. Jesus put it another way. He said, "With all the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust for other things that are in, it just gets you all dull. The word just doesn't begin to work for you anymore. Why your attention's in the wrong place." Your expectation and your faith's in the wrong place. He says otherwise if you do that, then this day is gonna come. That day is going to take you by complete surprise. It'll spring on you suddenly like a trap. Well, it's going to come on everybody. It's going to come everywhere at once. So whatever you do, don't go to sleep at the switch. Pray constantly that you'll be able or you'll have the strength and the wits or wisdom to make it through everything that's coming and end up on your feet before the Son of Man. How do we do that? By we prioritize the way of life. We prioritize kingdom living. That's your challenge. Minded of the world or minded in the spirit. If you walk in the Spirit, you'll not fulfill. Yeah, that's how you do it. By Having the Holy Spirit lead you every day, every day, acknowledging the Holy Spirit, Lord, help me today. He's leading me. He's got me. He said, if you would acknowledge Him in all your ways, He'd direct your path. He'd make it straight. That's how you do it. That's how you do it, and you keep your commission. You keep your commission. You keep your reason for being at the forefront of your thinking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is that? What is the reason for being? I'm going to give it to you real, real short real simple. Here it is. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, with all your being. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. That's why you're here. Love God. Serve God. Serve God his people those he loves everybody he loves everybody that's why you're here and that's how you stay ready that's how you stay one of these days there's going to be a trumpet sound hallelujah the dead in Christ are going to rise all of us who are here and alive are going to you know we're going to be caught up together to go with to be with the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with him forever Excuse me a little bit. I'm getting a little Pentecostal here. Hallelujah. (laughs) Woo! Hallelujah. You you just, you can't worry about it. You just live like it's ready. 2,000 years ago, Peter wrote this. 1 Peter chapter 4. He said, but the end of all things is at hand. Wow. He was ready then. He said, therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers and be above all things, above all things. Have fervent love for one another. For love is going to cover a multitude of sins. It's not your job to go expose everybody else's faults. Yours and my jobs to pray them into the kingdom. Amen. Do what we can. He says, be hospitable to everyone and don't grumble about it. I'm a griping complain. I think God hates grumbling. Each one has received a gift. Oh, wait a minute. I mean, I'm preaching pretty. This is, this is so much right here. Each one of you have received a gift. You're gifted of God to do something not just for yourself. You're doing something for the kingdom of God. You're gifted by God. Everybody. Gifted by God. oh, now minister that gift to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. See, because cause it was by God's grace you received the gift, now minister it by the grace of God. Wow. If anyone speaks, let him speak like the, as the oracles of God. Let it be like God talking. Well, we'd have to change a lot of our conversation, wouldn't we? If God was doing the talking, then you got quiet on that one. I know I'm just talking to somebody else. If anybody ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. Live in the anointing, the supernatural power to do what God's called you to do and do it the way God called you to do it that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom being longs the glory and the dominion forever. Because of Yeshua, because of Jesus' coming, we've been saved, we've been delivered, we've been born again, we're new creatures, creatures in Christ, we're children of the Most High, thank God for that, we're friends with Jesus, and we're servants in the kingdom. But we're also empowered to stand empowered to be prepared for the second coming. The Bible says, Paul speaking, he says, you stand steady and don't you be afraid. Don't be afraid of anything. Don't be afraid of suffering. You got a hard time? Hey, join the crowd. We all got a hard time. You think it's hard? You think it's easy serving the devil? Give me a break. It ain't easy serving him. And sometimes it's not easy serving God. But don't be afraid of it because you have an advantage. You have the Holy Spirit to help you. Leave nothing. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I didn't finish that. And don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Bring others to Christ. There you go. And leave nothing undone that you ought to do. Praise the Lord. So uh, my, my, my question I just leave with you is, is just simply, are you ready? Ask somebody, are you ready? Are you ready for Christmas? Well, now I am. Hallelujah. I'm ready for the real real reason for this thing. Amen. And are you ready for the next Advent? Praise God. Because He is coming. I don't know when. I don't know the hour and I don't know the time. It may be today. It may be before we get home. he is coming. Praise the Lord. And that, my friend, is my message to you today. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we love you. We worship you. Jesus, we are so thankful. Holy Spirit, we need you so much. And Lord, we step out of the natural realm of thinking and we step over into the spiritual and we take your word literally you said you're coming you're coming and we know it not just in some weird kind of faith oh I know it by faith we know it because it's true as you said you'd never lie to us and so Lord We just focus in on that for a little bit today and check ourselves and just make sure, oh God, we're making sure that we're ready. And where we need to adjust our lives, adjustment here, adjustment there, priorities for kingdom living, may we do so with grace because we know we have the power of the Holy Spirit to help us. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. And we just said together, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, every year, I don't know, for the last decade or so, we've, uh, as a church body, have set uh, aside a Sunday before Christmas uh, to celebrate, um, bring a tithe or bring an offering. I would say not a tithe, but bring our offering to the Lord as as a gift to celebrate the birth of Jesus. We're talking the first coming here preparation, for celebration. And we do this, it's just a, a matter of honor. You know, to many of us here, and I, 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 if you're a guest today, just bear with us for just a little bit here, but you know, to, to many of us, this is, is a holy thing. It's a sacred thing. It's because it's something that is set aside, a moment that is set aside, this offering that we bring to our Lord. Uh, It's set aside as a a designated event, a designated moment of worship and honor. You know, a lot of people, you say the word offering, they go, "Mm, God. now, you know, all they think of is, you know, somebody's getting money. But we we do this truly as a, and I asked the Lord one time, I said, Lord, if this ever becomes just a, a fundraiser you know I will stop it as fast as I can but this is a moment of worship Amen. a moment of honor a time when we just say Lord you know help us to honor you and then everything that comes in in this particular offering is used to try to help somebody somewhere in some village some remote place where the light of the gospel is very dim, sometimes not at all. We help them to know something about about the Lord. And in using it that way, I'm convinced that it pleases the Lord. Nothing make me happier than put a smile on Jesus' face. I think it's the same with most all of us here. And we also know that it's an act of obedience an obedience to the commission that he gave us. He gave us a commission to go into all the world, every tribe, every ethnicity, every person, to love them like he loves them and to tell them about Jesus. So it's an act of obedience also. And so to us, it's a sacred time. Now I do have to say this as we're receiving this offering, that an offering is not the most valuable thing you can give the Lord money is not there's there's things more valuable than money the most valuable thing you could give to the Lord today is yourself that's what he wants he wants you he wants your heart he wants you to recognize what he's done for you and so if you've not done that then the best thing you could do today is just to Respond to him and just ask him to come into your heart and life. You say, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, that's that's one of the wonderful things about coming to the Lord. He's made it so simple and so easy. And he's made it eternal. He said, if you'll confess me as Lord, believe in your heart what I did for you, that I I paid for your sins, you'd be saved. You become newborn, reborn. So if you've not done that, you know, what we're doing right now is inconsequential. What God really wants is your heart. You don't have to have a big, you know, we don't even have an organ to play for you, I'm sorry. You know, don't have a singer. All you could do is just right there where you are, just say, Lord, I just received you into my heart and my life. I give you my heart and I turn around and by the help of the Holy Spirit I'll walk with you Amen. now for those of us you know that we know the Lord and we've received the Lord and we're trying with all of our heart to walk you know faithful to the Lord and now here we are we have a time of an offering to the Lord and praise for him but I pray today that in just a moment as we give you opportunity to bring your offering to the Lord I pray that every one of you here will sense the sacredness of the moment. It is a set aside time just to say Lord I love you and, uh, and I want to celebrate this way. Your coming and I pray that it will be a sacred moment for every, every one of you um, as we give ourselves in worship. There's a, there's a poem that was written by a lady in our church several years ago and uh, Monica Morris wrote this poem. I was, um, you know, I said Monica pulls my Monica, my Monica pulls out everything. She pulled this, had this out, and I read it the other day at the house for Christmas. And it's a little poem, in it. it says, uh, the, the name of it is, his name is at the top. It says this, I had the longest Christmas list, the longest one in town. The daddy looked at it and said, you'll have to cut it down. I knew that what he said was true beyond the slightest doubt, but was amazed to hear him say, you've left, left your best friend out. So I scanned my list again and said, oh, that's not true. But Daddy said, his name's not there, the one that died for you. T'was then I understood it was Jesus that he meant, for the one who gave the most of all, I hadn't planned a cent. I'd made a shopping list, a Christmas shopping list, and left my Savior out, but it didn't take me long to change my list about. And though I've rearranged some things, some names of folks I like a lot, my Lord must have the most because His name is at the top. Isn't that beautiful? That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, I want to pray and then we'll give you an opportunity to bring your offering. You can bring it here. if you're. Some people, you know, many people nowadays they give electronically or digitally, but I just want whatever you're doing, however you do it, maybe you've already given your offer, but just take a moment, if you will. We're just going to take two or three, four minutes, just a short time. And just say Lord I worship you and I thank you so much for coming I thank you for leaving heaven I thank you for setting aside all of the splendor and loving me so much that you would come to this earth and give your heart give your life for me Jesus we are very very thankful we bless you today as we bring our offering to you as an act of worship and honor in Jesus name amen praise the Lord hallelujah whenever you are ready you can bring your offering to the side or however you wish to give today but really let it be in your heart a special time between you and him amen Amen. praise you Lord Jesus would you stand to your feet please praise the Lord our prayer partners if you'd come take your place If uh, you would love somebody to just agree with you in prayer over anything that's going on, perhaps in your life, that you just need God's intervention, we invite you to come down before you go today and let these prayer partners minister to you, pray with you, and agree in faith with you. We still believe God is a God of miracles. He's a God who answers prayer. And uh, there's nothing too hard for him. Amen? And so uh, we invite you to do that. And I just leave you uh, with these words. Praise the Lord. He's coming again. Amen. Be ready in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed.